The following information is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect those of A Rude Awakening International nor this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor A Rude Awakening International nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. We've been told that dairy does a body good, but the truth is that cheese can be dangerous. Loaded with calories, fat, and cholesterol, cheese can make you gain weight and leads to a host of health problems like high blood pressure and arthritis. But worst of all, you probably didn't know that cheese contains mild opiates that make it addictive, triggering the same brain receptors as heroin and morphine. Dr. Neil Barnard, a New York Times best-selling author and founder of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, has a way out of the addiction to cheese, something he calls the cheese trap. And he's about to give you a health awakening. Welcome to The Health Awakening. I'm your host, Scott Laird. Unless you are allergic to dairy, why would anyone want to give up cheese? It's delicious, it's gooey, it's sinfully satisfying, and it's addicting, literally. Cheese contains mild opiates that trigger the same receptors in your brain as heroin. Try to give up cheese and you'll discover just how addictive it really is. Not to mention, it's not good for you. In fact, it can contribute to diseases that could kill you. And that's exactly why our guest today, Dr. Neil Barnard, wrote a book called The Cheese Trap. The Cheese Trap is a fascinating tour through all the things you never knew about America's favorite addiction and how to break free. Dr. Barnard is a nutritional researcher, author, and adjunct associate professor of medicine at the George Washington University School of Medicine. He conducts studies on the role of nutrition in diabetes, obesity, and lipid management, among other health issues for his organization, which is called the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, which has over 12,000 physician members. Dr. Barnard, it is my honor to have you today on The Health Awakening. Welcome. Well, thank you, Scott. It's great to be with you today. So the cheese trap, I'm assuming we chose the word trap for a reason. Why is cheese so addictive? Well, you know, the story for us started when we were doing research studies and the NIH funded us to test plant-based diets for diabetes because the idea was they should really help people lose weight, they should get their blood sugar back into, into good control and so forth. And that's true. When people get the dairy products and meat and so forth off their plate, they do great. But we started to hear from people who said, I am, I'm really craving cheese, specifically cheese. It wasn't milk or yogurt or ice cream. It was specifically cheese. So we started to look into this and we found that actually there are opiate chemicals in the same chemical class as morphine or heroin that are in dairy products. They're, they're in the, the dairy protein, but they're concentrated in cheese. Now, now, don't get me wrong. They're not as strong as heroin or morphine, not at all. The strongest of them has about one-tenth the brain binding power compared to pure pharmacy-grade morphine. So it's just strong enough to make you say, oh, that was nice, let me have it again tomorrow. But the problem with it, as you mentioned, there are really serious health consequences that are associated with it that most people haven't ever connected to the cheese. So that's the issue. It, it does seem to get people hooked and uh, it causes some problems for them. So these opiates then are not uh, concentrated in enough some, in something like yogurt or milk to have an effect. Is that what we're seeing here? 
Well, they, they do have an effect in milk or in yogurt and, and even a breastfeeding baby, a human baby um, who is breastfeeding is getting a little bit of that feel good. And in fact, some people have speculated that this is part of nature's way of creating the mother-infant bond, that it's a calming, uh, it has a calming effect on the infant. The thing is when you make milk into cheese, you concentrate these casomorphins, casein-derived morphine-like compounds, and you get the strongest hit of them that you could get from any kind of dairy. Um, plus the other thing is that dairy, uh, when, when you turn milk into cheese, a lot of salt is added, and you're also concentrating the fat, and salty, fatty things draw people in like moths to a flame. I'm talking about onion rings and French fries and, and those kinds of things. So what's cheese got? It's got the salt, it's got the grease, and it has those opiates all in it. And we think that's why people often have trouble breaking free. You know, I often tell people when they're trying to go uh, vegetarian or vegan, I try to be vegetarian and vegan as much as I can in my life. And I tell people that, you know, if you have a burger, uh, really what your body is after is the fat and the salt. If you replace that patty with something else, uh, all the rest still tastes the same. You still got the lettuce, you still got the, the well, without the cheese, you still got the lettuce and the tomato and everything else. It's still a burger. It's the salt and the fat that your body really wants. And people can break free. Um, don't get me wrong. Despite the fact that cheese is, in my view, addicting, it's an addiction that you can break and it's much easier than, say, quitting smoking or breaking a serious alcohol habit or, or something like that. But the payoff is enormous. When people get away from animal products, including cheese, they lose weight, their cholesterol levels plummet. If they've had narrowed arteries leading to heart problems or in men leading to erectile dysfunction, these things tend to get better. Um, and then they're also skipping a big source of hormones too. So the, the health payoff is big. Yeah, you mentioned the health payoff is huge, and that's uh, evidenced by other folks who have uh, looked at your book and, and uh, written reviews on it, specifically uh, Joel Furman, who I'm very familiar with, and uh, he says, our love affair with cheese is killing us. Learn the truth about cheese, and it may save your life. I know that he says that uh, if there's one food that he could pinpoint that uh, is more dangerous to the American uh, health than anything else, it's cheese. Would you agree with that? And if so, why? Well, Cheese comes from, from milk. Milk comes from a cow. The cow has to be pregnant in order to give birth, and then that's when the milk starts. So dairy cows are impregnated every year, and they are pregnant for about three quarters of every year. They're making hormones during that whole time. So the estrogens get into the milk, turn milk into cheese. The estrogens are concentrated in the cheese. Researchers at Rochester, Minnesota showed that the men who consume the most cheese have the worst sperm counts. Researchers in California showed that women who had previously been diagnosed with breast cancer are 49% more likely to die of their cancer if they are the big fatty dairy product eaters. I'm thinking about cheese and butter. So let me be clear what I'm saying. Um, these research studies show that cheese and other fatty dairy products are linked to serious health problems, infertility in men and the risk of dying of breast cancer in women. And the question is whether it's the hormones in the cheese that could be doing it. And that's the question that research is right now asking. Bottom line for me, do you really want to be giving a hormone-laden substance to your six-year-old son, your seven-year-old daughter, your wife, your husband, yourself, uh, your family? Um, so, so that's wow. just the hormones, but there are many, many other issues too. Well, good questions to ask. We are just getting started. We're just talking with our guest right now, Dr. Neil Barnard, about the cheese trap. We're going to go to a commercial break right now, but we'll be right back with more from The Health Awakening.
The Chronological Gospels Bible is changing lives all over the world, putting everything the Messiah did in exact chronological order and explaining the behind-the-scenes truth of what the Messiah did, when He did it, and why. The timing of it all means everything. And now, the Chronological Gospels can be easier on your eyes. The larger print edition features 40% larger type, and every page appears exactly the same as the original, so you can follow along with others who have the regular size version. The Chronological Gospels larger print edition also has wider margins to write notes, and the premium quality paper means you can highlight without soaking through. Plus, the larger print edition lies flat, so you can teach without having to hold the book open. The Chronological Gospels larger print edition is a big and beautiful coffee table book, measuring a full 12 inches tall and 9 inches wide. Order now and you'll also get two bonus CDs of Michael Rood's audio reading of the introduction section to the Chronological Gospels. Study the Bible with clarity and ease. I love the size of this book. This is nine by 12. The paper is, is perfect because it doesn't bleed through when I write on it. I can mark it up and I always make notes in all my Bibles. Everything is the same place as it is on the smaller version and I can just stand back and I can teach from it and it's just, it's the perfect size. Order the Chronological Gospels larger print edition by phone or online. You'll get 40% larger type than the original and the bonus audio CDs of the introduction read by Michael Rood. Get the Chronological Gospels Bible larger print edition for just $69.95. Call or visit our website now. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest, Dr. Neil Barnard, author of The Cheese Trap, about a hormone transfer that happens when you eat cheese. Do you really want your family getting hormones from a cow, whether it's your, your father or your mother or your wife or your son or whoever? That's what happens when we're eating cheese, does it not, Dr. Barnard? That's right. Now, the, the amounts of hormones are small. They're just traces. And so researchers said, could that really be why cheese-eating men have such bad sperm counts, or could that be why cheese-eating women are much more likely to die of a pre-existing breast cancer? And the answer is we think so. The reason is, even though it's just a trace of cheese and a trace of hormones in every slice of cheese, um, it's concentrated as it goes from milk into cheese. The hormones are concentrated. Plus, the average American eats 35 pounds of it every single year. So it's sort of like taking a medication that you don't need, but you're taking it every time you add the cheese to a, to a sandwich or something like that. Wow, now has that changed in recent years? I know we have those figures for sugar, that that has increased yeah. exponentially over the last few decades. Is it, is it the same with cheese? Yeah, in fact, it's an interesting comparison that you just mentioned. Um, sugar went up and up and up and up and up because of, of sodas. You know, when I was a kid, sodas were something you'd have at a birthday every couple months, uh, but then it became a daily thing until 1999, that's when sodas reached their peak. And now sodas are on their way down. They've been on their way, in fact, sugar in general is declining. It's been declining for almost 20 years. And the reason that's important is a lot of people have correctly observed that sodas aren't healthy. But if that's the only thing we're getting away from, then we're missing the real drivers of the current uh, epidemics of obesity and diabetes that we have. And I think the cheese and animal products are really a big part of that. 
Now, what does our body, how does it change when we actually decide that, you know what, this is good information I'm hearing, I want to give up cheese. How will our body change for the good? Okay. Well, first of all, I would encourage people to not just get rid of cheese, but really to get away from all animal products. There's a reason we are hearing so many people going vegan nowadays and, and having their breakfast and lunch and dinner be free of animal products. The payoff is because there's no animal fat at all anymore in your diet, there's no cholesterol anymore, and everything you eat are, are eating has, is pretty high in fiber. Number one is people start losing weight. Um, just the cheese piece alone is 65,000 calories that you're not going to eat every single year. Yet, yet that you heard right, your average American eats 65,000 calories of cheese every year. So you throw that out, uh, you're going to have to start shopping for new clothes because you're going to be slimmer. Um, so that's number one. Secondly, without all that animal fat and cholesterol, the arteries start opening up again. So if you have narrowed arteries in your heart that could put you at risk for heart disease, or for men who have erectile dysfunction, that's caused by, it's not caused by performance anxiety, it's caused by narrowed arteries, so you get, don't get blood flow. That Those things start to improve. And these things can happen surprisingly quickly. These benefits happen surprisingly quickly. You're gonna see the weight loss coming in fairly uh, soon, uh, within a matter of you know the first week, and the arteries start opening up again too very quickly. If you have type two diabetes, that can improve, and in some cases it even goes away when people get animal products out of their diet. Now, when I was in medical school, I didn't think that was possible, but um, the research that we and others have been doing and have been publishing has shown how beneficial a diet change like this really can be. You know, you mentioned that uh, I, I don't know how many diabetics would recognize that. Always the focus is on sugar all the time, and now we're saying it, it's fat. And I was talking with a friend of mine who's also a physician uh, on the weekend, and uh, we were talking about how someone was having uh, trouble absorbing vitamin B12. And I said, well, that's you know due to uh, the gut not absorbing. I said, all you have to do is heal the gut. And he turned to me and said, the gut can't heal. And I wonder how many other people think that, that the gut can't heal. Their arteries, you know, if once they've got that plaque in the arteries, it's too late. But that's not true, is it? What an important point that you have just made. Um, the body has an amazing capacity to heal. It's not perfect, but it's powerful. And Dean Ornish really first showed this back in 1990, three decades ago, in people who were in the hospital with heart disease. And he approached them to be part of a, a careful research study. They went on a, a vegetarian diet. Uh, they also started mild exercise, stress management, and if they smoked, they put out the cigarettes. And what happened? The arteries that were narrowing and narrowing and narrowing year after year started suddenly opening up again. And their chest pain was gone within four to five weeks. It was amazing. And then if you look at how they do over the longer run, the likelihood of ever having a heart attack is, is just dramatically reduced. So the body, can heal. Now, it's not perfect, but it's powerful. And we see people who have had diabetes worsening, it starts to get better. And the gut, as you mentioned, there are a lot of folks who've had really all kinds of intestinal issues because the bacteria in their gut are being fueled by the wrong foods. So it's in the same way as if you are trying to plant a cactus or plant a rose, you need different kinds of soil for them depending on the food that goes into your digestive tract, different populations of bacteria will thrive, depending on what you're eating. If you're on a plant-based diet, you get the healthiest gut bacteria, that what we call the microbiome, it's gonna be healthier and you're gonna feel better. 
Wow, fascinating stuff. We're going to come back from a break in just a second. We're talking with our guest today, Dr. Neil Barnard, author of The Cheese Trap. He is the president of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. We have to take a short break. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more from The Health Awakening. Just prior to his ascension, our Messiah told his disciples to stay in Jerusalem, where they would receive power from heaven. During these days, Luke tells us that they were continually in the temple, the house of prayer. But church tradition paints a completely different picture. Were the disciples in their sleeping quarters, the upper room, when the gift of the Holy Spirit was given? Or were they in the temple, the house of prayer, where they had always gathered for the Feast of Pentecost every year? Join Michael Rood as he exposes the foundations of replacement theology in Nobody Was in the Upper Room, available by donation only in November. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as unto fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled, plato, which is filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Nobody Was in the Upper Room is a special teaching that is not on YouTube, and it's not available for sale but we'll send you this exclusive teaching as our thanks for your love gift donation of just $50. Plus, Michael Rood would like to give you another gift. With a donation of $100 or more, we'll send you the teaching and a cast stone plaque of the armor of God. Etched with verses from five books of the Bible, hang it or display it as a symbol of your hope, confidence, and strength in Messiah. Make your donation now, $50, $100 or more, to receive these special gifts, available only in November. What they spoke, the Spirit gave them the utterance. That's what the instruction was. He was telling them what to do when the Holy Spirit was given. Call now or visit us online to receive Nobody Was In The Upper Room, plus the beautifully engraved stone cast plaque of the armor of God. These are exclusive thank you gifts from Michael Rood for your support of A Rood Awakening International. Call or visit our website to make your love gift donation now. Welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest, Dr. Neil Barnard, author of The Cheese Trap, about the addiction of cheese and what it can do to your health. Uh, one other author named Rip Esselstein, who looked at The Cheese Trap for Dr. Neil Barnard, said, Do you love cheese? Think again. Dr. Barnard makes it crystal clear that you'll want to steer clear of cheese as if your life depends on it because... It does. So, Dr. Barnard, if our life depends on giving up cheese, how do you recommend people break this addiction? Oh, what a great question. Well, here's where it becomes fun. Up until now, it's been all gloom and doom. Cheese is going to kill you. Um, and <laughs> hopefully people will think about that because it's high in cholesterol. Uh, by the way, it's also really high in sodium. Um, for anybody who hasn't thought about this, two ounces of potato chips, 330 milligrams of sodium, and that spells higher blood pressure and, and other issues. But two ounces of of typical cheeses doesn't have 330 milligrams of sodium. If it's cheddar, it's got 350. If it's a typical processed cheese, you know, the one that people put on a grilled cheese, it's 800 milligrams of sodium in a two ounce serving. So yes, hold on to your blood pressure. That's all true. So by now you're scared and you think, okay, great. I got, I got to get away from this. What do I do? Here's what I suggest people do. Take a week or so. Don't get away from anything, but just look at what your options could be. So for cheese, uh, on my salad, what could I put on my salad instead of feta? Well, put a little avocado chunk on there. It has a similar mouthfeel. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm making a pizza. 
And could I get a pizza without cheese? Sure. At a pizzeria, they'll put on extra sauce, they'll put on all the toppings, the olives, little spinach, some uh, caramelized onions and other things that make it really delicious. My secret ingredient is nutritional yeast. It's sold in health food stores. It's uh, sold to a lot of bodybuilders. It's, it's in the supplement aisle for some reason, but it has no fat and it has a really cheesy taste that goes well into pizza sauce or casseroles. Um, if grilled cheese is your thing, try a hummus sandwich instead. Um, when I was a kid growing up in Fargo, North Dakota, we never heard of it. Today it's everywhere. Um, so try out the options and you'll also see in the freezer case at the regular store and especially at the health food store, they have the cheesy heart-stopping pizza right next to the vegan cheese-free pizza. They taste similar, they cost the same, um, and they have lots and lots of cheese-free choices. So take a week, try it out, and when you find the ones that you like, then stock up and do three weeks, all vegan, all the time. And at the end of three weeks, two things will have happened. One is you're healthier, your blood sugar is coming down, your weight is coming down without even calorie counting. Secondly, your tastes start to change, just like a smoker. Smoker who couldn't live without a cigarette. After he or she has been without it for a couple of weeks, you think, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm glad to not have my clothes smell like tobacco, and, and you, you kind of just lose your taste eventually. So now, you mentioned these other cheese uh, alternatives. Um, uh, the nutritional yeast, which I love. I put nutritional yeast and uh, uh, Bragg's liquid aminos. I mix that together and put that on a salad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Instead of a salad dressing. That's great. Now, I, some of these cheese alternatives, I wanted to ask you a little bit about that because I've seen those healthy uh, pizzas in the pizza section, at the, uh, on the, in the freezer section as well. Uh, but some of them, you have to read the label carefully, don't you? Because some of them contain casein. And that's what we want to stay away from, isn't it? Great question. And you'll see different kinds of, of products. The ones that frankly are my favorite are the ones that don't even have cheese of any kind, not even a non-dairy cheese. It's just a cheese-free pizza. So there won't be any casein, it'll be fine, and they'll use the word vegan on there in, in big bold letters. And so those are your healthiest choices. But there are some non-dairy cheeses out there. And, and they're great. Um, there's one called Kite Hill. Uh, which is exactly a cheese-making process, but they start with almond milk instead of dairy milk. Uh, there's one called Miyoko's uh, Kitchen, which is just these most elegant um, cheeses you have ever seen. They're all made from cashews. But Miyoko will say, this is a food to nibble on. Don't make this a whole food group. You, should, you know, this is just a special occasion food. And my favorite is one called Treeline that's also a cashew-based uh, cheese, totally non-dairy, uh, but just really delicious and they come in many, many different flavors. So you're having a party, you want to have something next to the crackers, but you don't want to have hormones there. Uh, or it's a birthday party and you don't want to be serving estrogens and cholesterol and so forth to, to all the neighbor kids. Get the vegan cheeses and, and, and get more than one so the kids can say, this one's my favorite, that one's my favorite, and give them a chance to really pick out the ones they like the best. Okay, and like you said, the, the idea is not to take the alternative and run with it, that just because it's not cheese, it's okay, but it may have other, you know, if you eat too much of it, it still may be uh, not good for you, but uh, of course, eat it in moderation as you would with real cheese. Yeah, um, the, the, the vegan cheeses, whether they're made from cashews or almond milk or whatever, have certain advantages. They have no cholesterol at all. They have no animal fat. Um, they don't have any hormones. 
um, because you don't have to impregnate a cashew. You know, they're, um, they're, they're free of that, but their overall fat and calorie content could be about as high as the original, even if it's a better kind of fat. So they're still, these are still very much special occasion foods. And, and but, not to mention the salt as well, I guess. Not, yeah, and some of them add salt. They, they differ uh, one from another. Um, but it's a great change to make. And when people go down this road, things that they didn't think were possible are possible. We talked about diabetes getting better or losing weight. But anyone who's had an inflammatory condition, like rheumatoid arthritis, for a great many of them, they get better when they get away from dairy. Treat it sort of like a, like a peanut allergy or a bee sting. You just have to stay away from it completely. And when you do, those inflammatory symptoms in many people improve or go away. Amazing stuff. Wow, just from a diet change. Our guest today is Dr. Neil Barnard, the president of Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. We have to take a short break. Stay with us. We'll be back with more from The Health Awakening. Michael Rood's Message of Truth is broadcast all over the world, but none of it happens without the monthly financial support of our Ambassador Club members. And right now, membership has more benefits than ever. I'm giving into a ministry that is helping to feed other people that have the same hunger that I do. The Ambassador Club stands out to me because Michael brings it forth with such zeal and life and truth, who in the world else you gonna give to to get the truth out and to share it with the world? The Ambassador Club, we were given the opportunity on a monthly basis to know that we are giving our funds to a purpose that would make a difference, not only in our lives, but those around about us and in our world. We're an ambassador because we, we feel like we're helping the world in a small way. And we feel so blessed that we could be a part of that. Join now, and Michael Rood will send you the Ambassador Club Welcome Kit, an exclusive messenger bag stocked with teaching DVDs, Red Sea Crossing cards to spread the word, and more. You'll also receive ambassador-only bonus gifts whenever you make a separate donation to receive the monthly love gift from Rood Awakening International. Best of all, you'll get ambassador-only sale prices in our online bookstore several times throughout the year. Plus, exclusive invitations to Ambassador Club functions at Root Awakening events. Join the Ambassador Club right now. All it takes is a modest commitment of $100 per month or an annual gift of $1,200. We'll send your welcome kit right away, and you can start enjoying your love gift bonus items immediately. Call now or visit the Arood Awakening website to join the Ambassador Club. Thank you for joining us today. Our guest has been the author of The Cheese Trap and president of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, Dr. Neil Barnard. Dr. Barnard, where can people get your book, The Cheese Trap? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, you can see it here on our website at pcrm.org. That's the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, pcrm.org. Uh, Amazon has it. Um, all the online books, booksellers have it. But if you still have a bookstore in your neighborhood, uh, drop in there. They'd love to have your business. All right. Thanks again, Dr. Barnard. We certainly appreciate your time today. You can catch the replay of this episode and see our complete show schedule at 
healthawakening.tv. And you can find out more about The Cheese Trap and the work of Dr. Neil Barnard at pcrm.org, just like he said. And so we will see you next time for another Health Awakening. Thank you for joining us today on The Health Awakening. You can catch the replay of this episode and see our complete show schedule at healthawakening.tv. For more information about our guests today on all they have to offer, please visit their website on the bottom of your screen. And please remember, the information you saw today is for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice, nor do the views expressed reflect those of this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. Thank you.